Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve-Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Hey everybody, welcome to Otherworld London, episode 37. I have some players. Uh, let's start with Terry. Oh, whoa. Why do I feel shocked? I wasn't ready. Hi. <laughs> I know you said we were about to start a show, and here we are. Hi, Terry Gamble here. Um, I am playing Alizé Carew. I'm shopkeeper. Not much of a shop much left because a god has taken over with the weird church. Um, it's got a tree in the center of it. It's very disconcerting. Um, maybe we'll stop him by going out to an estate and, you know, we defeated Sununos. Who knows what's going to happen now? I don't know. God, I wish I could tell you. Hey guys, I'm Mac. I am going to be playing Ethel Prendergast, who is not really sure what is happening now. We did, we did a thing and, and now what? Hello, I'm Bria Iyengar playing Dr. Lisette Powell, who is cautiously optimistic. We did it. Why is no one look as excited? Uh, I'm Michelle Otis and I'm playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. And, uh, Perhaps we don't look as excited because we've been through tragedy before and yet we're here again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just a quick recap. Last episode was the origin story of Dr. Vogg, how Dr. Vogg came to be. It was traumatic, uh, to say the least. The person who turned into Dr. Vogg went through some horrible things. Now we pick up after the Dr. Vogg story and after you all defeated Sir Nunos. You guys got together all of the things that you needed to do to uh, summon Sir Nunos and then basically banish him by striking him with a Celtic dagger. And at the end, he basically exploded into a fiery pillar of light. And then everything went dark because it was in the middle of the night and there was no more wolves around you. There was no more nothing. And you started walking up the hill towards Benny's estate and everything seemed to go real well. And just to quickly mention before that, there was the fire that you set at Mabel's house because she had turned into this hideous worm maggot creature. Yeah, she felt like balloons, like, you know? She and felt like that's balloons. That's what she turned into. Yeah. 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 So you guys just burnt it because fire usually kills everything for the most part. So that was... Usually for the most part? I don't like these words. Yes. <laughs> why I pick them. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. You guys are walking up. Um, Martin is still in London, just so we know where all the people are. Benny and the general are with you guys at the estate. And you have just walked up to the house. 
after vanquishing Sir Nunos and his followers disappear. And I believe at the end of the last episode, each of you got some kind of liquor because what else are you going to do? It was deserved. Candy is handy, but liquor is quicker. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It was totally deserved. Wait, was candy an option? (laughs) Candy's always an option. I want both. Okay. So you and the goat that you were left with are having candy. (laughs) Uh, Of course, that goat's looking at you a little weird. Like, what? Yeah. It's okay. We'll we'll be rebuilding the trust together. (laughs) You're fine. And I let him crunch the, like, old crappy ribbon candy that I'm just nomming on. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to assume you're going to spend the night at the mansion before you head back to London. And the next morning when you wake up, you smell this strange rot, not like dead bodies, but more like just pungent vegetation just decaying. And Benny comes to Alizé's door and knocks on the door and says, uh, uh, dear, I, I, I feel you should come in and, and see this. It's, uh, it's a little disturbing. Yes, dear. And you guys walk out and everybody else is just starting to stir and you get to the edge of the balcony and where you guys did the actual ceremony there's a huge circle that goes halfway up the hill and all the trees and everything have died and everything is just this brown mush anything that was plant is decayed And there's a bunch of insects all over and mushrooms that have rapidly grown out of the area. Oh, dear. I think Mother might notice that. Death has followed us. I'm so sorry, Benny. I didn't think that it would present itself in such a way. I do apologize. It's okay, darling. It's if uh, if we have to get new trees to keep you from getting accosted by that creature, then I, I think, think the trees are worth it. Might be more than new trees. I'm hoping this isn't something that lingers further or longer. Look, darling, I, I know that we, we spoke about getting married uh, in a few months, but... I don't want to wait any longer. I just... Let's do it today. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Let's go to London with all of us and we'll we'll do it. We'll get my mother and she'll, she'll complain, but she'll just have to listen to me for once. I said that, but I didn't think you'd mean it right away. Of course I mean. I've been waiting a year for this stupid creature to go away and leave us alone. All I right. just want to be with you. <laughs> all right. All right. And I you. Well, then let, let's go before whatever that is gets bigger and eats the house. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I do hope. I don't like that joke. I'm sorry. But levity is all we have anymore, right? You know, uh, stiff upper lip and all that. Yes, I suppose you've got to laugh to keep from crying, huh? Yeah, sometimes, yes. All right, so Ethel... You wake up to the same smell and, uh, you know, you look out and you see it. The difference is, is when you look out, you see all these white lights. There's a fog. There's a layer of fog over this big area. 
Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're still the tree trunks and everything. And in the fog are these white lights that are just kind of eerily floating there. That can't be good. I would probably go outside, though, and try and get a better look. All right. You go outside and you see that these balls of light are floating about three feet off the ground and they seem to be perfectly two feet away from each other. So, and I want to apologize to our European listeners who moved on to the metric system years ago. I'm very sorry, but we are way behind. We should have moved to it a while ago. Yeah, it's really weird that we haven't. It makes (laughs) no sense because it's honestly, it's easier if once you know it, but to get there is very difficult to move from our stupid anyway. I just want to apologize because we have a lot of people in England who are like two feet. What the fuck? Anyway, a, a little <laughs> a third less of than a meter. meter. <laughs> yeah, it's a meter off the ground and le- and about two thirds of a meter away from each other. Right there we go. Got Thank it. you, doctor. Thank you. Doctor. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but really, in in today's pandemic, they should be two meters away from each other. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> they don't practice social distancing. That's how you know the lights are evil. Yes. <laughs> that's layered um okay so (laughs) (laughs) you're all great you know that right and really i enjoy all of you very much um so so yeah you get out there and they're they're in this pattern that you see and you don't want to get any nearer to them you feel a compulsion not to go towards them okay (laughs) <laughs> I do not approach them. That is a perfectly valid response in a Call of Cthulhu game. Okay, fuck it. Well, I'm yeah, walking don't go away. near it. Don't go near it. <laughs> I think I just sort of stand out on the... It's not really a porch if it's veranda. at an estate. Maybe a veranda? I don't know. Some, 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 whatever is fanciest. Uh, I probably am just outside watching these things. Okay, cool. Eugenia, the general always gets up pretty early. Of course, he's a military man. Right. He's up, he's getting dressed, getting his shirt on, and you notice that on his back are some bruises that look pretty severe, like he was thrown up against a wall or something. They look pretty bad. He fights through the pain of putting his shirt on. Starts butting it up. Robert, what happened to your back? Well, was it was it from last night? Don't try and tell me that it's nothing. No, I know you want to soldier through. However, I'm your wife. I need to know such things. He sits down on the bed. Well, you took a tumble. Why? What what happened? Did you trip down the stairs? Robert, I know you're a proud man. You need to tell me. So you've been falling. You've been having dizzy spells and such. You do know that I now have a very good friend who's a doctor. She's brilliant. 
No, I am going to insist that you see her. She's right here, Robert. You don't even have to go out of your way. Have a cup of tea. You'll feel better. And then we'll talk to the doctor. (laughs) He just shakes his head, buttons up his shirt, and lumbers towards the door. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dr. Powell... um, I want to give an award to Michelle Otis for (laughs) interpreting... For one for one sided uh, for one sided yeah uh, for one sided improv. Scene. It's a one sided story. It's it very is. good. It totally is. It's great. It's kind of fun because I get to steer where it's going. <laughs> we can't do that. There's other people in the house. Oh, you look when they watch. <laughs> oh, general. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> there was that one episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> oh, general. <laughs> I will. I will say that that the general's my uh, my proudest NPC I've ever created. <laughs> he's, so, he's so iconic. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, um, Doctor Powell, you wake up. You processed what you've seen up till now. At this point, after being around these women for I don't know. It's only probably been like a week or so since you've met them, but you've been through. <laughs> You've been through quite a bit. Well, it's weak. And you can't help but to wonder how Martin's doing back in London. After you get up and you get dressed, there's a knock on the door, and Eugenia and the general come in. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Powell. I'm I'm so sorry to disturb you, but we're, we're up early, especially because my husband is a military man, so we we tend to wake with with the birds yes but um i'm very much the same this is quite pleasant well i've come to you we've come to you with a medical concern and if you would be so kind general he's been experiencing some bouts of dizziness and falling Mm. and he has a large bruise on his back from the falling but Now you listen. Oh, now, General. (laughs) You know, once I've put it in my mind that it's going to happen. (laughs) So, (laughs) ah, well, I thought my days with pediatrics were done, but I guess we can go around one more time. (laughs) Now, if you wouldn't mind uh, giving me that slip of a lip one more time and just enduring. We'll get to the bottom uh, okay. of it. So he unbuttons his shirt and... Well, he, I, want him to, I want her to look at his... Because he's feeling dizzy, too. The dizziness okay. issue. Yeah, she, uh, she would definitely want to see, like, the fall damage first. Yeah. <laughs> so let, okay. let's get a... Like, let's suss out and make sure there's no, like, internal bleeding. So she's definitely, like, checking him out to make sure that's okay. And then we'll try to suss out. Can you give me a medical roll real quick? I can absolutely do that. Do not fail me dice. I got a nine. Excellent. Yay. (laughs) I'm the most at medicine. (laughs) So Robert's actually like physically in pretty good shape for a man of his age. And, and the bruising doesn't look like it looks bad, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like it's internal bleeding bad. Um, You do notice as you're looking around him, you look on his back and then you check out his ear. He does seem to have something going on with his right ear and his 
monocle actually, because he, he only uses a monocle every once in a while, looks kind of old. Hmm. Uh, might I uh, see your monocle, my good sir? <laughs> Hands it to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to inspect it. Um, it looks, like I said, relatively old, so you're wondering how powerful monocle it is and whether or yeah, not I want to look through it. It doesn't look all that powerful. And you you know that he's he's hit about 50, I think, at this point. And yeah. so he probably needs glasses, but is very strong-willed and doesn't want to probably wear them. So he just wears the monocle to kind of skate by. So you're wondering if the ear infection and then not being able to see too well those things together. Oh, an ear infection. Ha ha. Problems. <laughs> uh, and I hold up the monocle and just, is this a family heirloom? Important oh, to you? Oh, oh. oh, no? no. Oh, darn. And I drop it and step on it. <laughs> <laughs> How terrible. Oops. Oh, what a butterfingers. Oh, oh. I'm so terribly sorry. <laughs> you need glasses. Oh. Like real ones, because oh. you're old now. <laughs> and she just wow. gives like a small, slow <laughs> smile. You can't see it because you just broke his monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Eugenia just kind of goes. <laughs> now I'm going to give you some hydrogen peroxide for your ears. That will help. Here, I have a old toast. Just lick this toad. <laughs> lick this every toast. morning and evening for ten Wait, days. Wait, no, in that's row. my toads. <laughs> no, not toads. Those are different. Those, Those are, are my for special sex. Toads. <laughs> they are for sex. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you know. And that, yeah, so she gives him something to like physically pour in his ears for the ear infection. Okay. And then uh, she has a pair of readers that are fairly strong because her very bohemian uh, apartment has very low lighting, and she's right. been getting eye strain lately. And she just, like, pulls them out of her bag. And you will pardon the feminine detailing, but please just let me know how those suit you, and I can help you out with a bit of a prescription. He, you know, and, and reacts positively towards, you know, mm. to the, the glasses as if he can see. Okay. Um, so those are, because I rolled to see the chances, and I got a two. <laughs> Yay! So, oh, wow. Your prescription's pretty close to what he needs. Perfect. Uh, you cannot have these glasses; they are mine. But I am very aware of the prescription, and I'm—I would be happy to write one for you, so you don't need to see another doctor, since you seem to be so <laughs> loath to do so. Yeah. Arf, arf. <laughs> don't worry; we'll find you a very masculine set of spectacles for you. Maybe little swords on it. Maybe it's like a gun. I don't know. <laughs> We'll find you something good. He seems perplexed. And he, he takes his broken monocle and kind of walks out. Yes. Like, a few moments later, as you guys are getting down to the dining room, Ethel is still out on the veranda or whatever, looking down at these lights. And Benny comes in and goes, Eugenia, Dr. Powell, uh, we've made a decision that uh, now that this is done, that we're going to go back to London and use our connections so that we can get married today so we don't have to wait any longer. And uh, we're hoping that you will all uh, uh, accompany us. I want to check and see the look 
on Alizé's face to make sure she, she's okay with it, since Dr. Powell is pretty anti-marriage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so she's making a big old stink face right now, like, mm, mm-hmm, Alizé? Yes, no, we've been waiting for so long, and there's been so many obstacles one after the other. I think we've shared some of them with you. Today would be a great day. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> sure. Eugenia. Yes? Yes, Doctor. I know it's not, uh, you're not into conventions uh-huh. uh, um, and institutions in certain respects, it seems. Benny and I do respect marriage, and but above all, we love each other and would like to be together. And the best way for us to do that and honor his family and the memory of mine is to form a union. Well, as when you put it like that, I can't be mad. Eugenia takes her little hanky out of her sleeve and <laughs> dabs her eyes. It's so beautiful. Eugenia. You softy. God's <laughs> crying at words. But it's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. Thank you, Eugenia. You're such a dear heart. Thank you for everything you've done over these last these last months. I think the question now is, though, how can we help? I will not do a reading. You don't want that. You don't. You don't. <laughs> not an actor. Huh. Well, I think with our timeline, we're we're really going to be uh, just uh, running in and 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 getting married in front of our our close friends and 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 then uh, finding a place that serves uh, good wine uh, for a celebration i think that would be the 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 best way right dear do you agree i agree so uh we should get everybody's things and and get going at any point does anyone notice that ethel is outside just staring at all these lights i mean do we see her is she on i thought like, I guess I assumed she was on, like, her private balcony. No, because she went down and then went outside. Or mm-hmm. did you? I, I, yeah, went, I went, went down and outside. So out, I'm... On, like, the patio area mm-hmm. to oh, look okay. at it closer. And so you guys see her out the window kind of just staring down at this large desiccated area. So we don't see the lights that she sees. No, you don't see the lights. This is my first time seeing the desiccation, though. So I'm like, yeah, the smell is all over the place. It's bad. Oh, I go out onto the veranda. (laughs) Ethel, Ethel, are you all right, dear? Uh... Now, real quick, before you start, when you look at Eugenia, she seems to have one of those lights about a foot above her head, and it's glowing yellow with fire. I am feeling a bit upset about what I'm seeing in front of me, and I'm not sure that I'm seeing what everyone else is. Well, I can tell you what I see. I, I do see all the dead vegetation, and that, that must have something to do with our ceremony last night. Killing of a nature god and all that. But no lights. No, I see no lights. Do you see lights? Yes. Oh, I wonder what they are. And I unfortunately see one of them above your head. 
Is it doing anything? It doesn't seem to be, but it can't be a great sign, I would think. Well, I don't quite know what to say. I I suppose we'll just keep an eye on it and hope things are all right. I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out the spectacles that I got from Dr. Vogue and put them on and look out at the area around me and also look over Eugenia's head and see if I see anything differently wearing those. The lights by the dead plants down below, they seem inert. They're not on fire like the one over her head. They seem dead. The glasses don't really change them, but I'm just letting you know what you notice the difference sure. between the two, two things are. Hers above her head looks like literally a fireball glowing bright. Hmm. I do not understand what this means, but it doesn't seem to be causing you any distress at this moment. So I guess I guess I'll keep an eye on it. Well, hopefully it will remain at bay long enough for us to go into town, into London. Because Alizé and Benny are getting married today. Oh, that... Uh, Alizé must be absolutely thrilled. Oh, she's ecstatic, ecstatic. So, no delay. We must get ready to go. Um, I will go and grab my wig, as I am still <laughs> wanted by the law enforcement. We'll figure that out, my dear. One thing at a time. It's one thing to kill the Celtic god. It's a, another thing to deal with Scotland Yard. Uh, it is at that. All right. So you go in and you get ready. You turn, you go find a phone box and turn into Evelyn. Um, <laughs> Love it. When you go inside, you notice that everybody has one of those orbs above their head. Some of them are brighter than others. If I look into a mirror, do I see one over my head? Yeah. And what health level is it at? <laughs> It, um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty strong. Interesting. Okay. That's upsetting. I have a theory, but I'm, Can I'm. Can you give me a sand check? I just think at this point, now that you're sure. piecing things together. Oh man, my sanity is down a lot. Oops. <laughs> well, it was going to be hard to do anyway. I rolled an 81. <gasps> Ooh. Oof. Okay. But my my sand is down pretty far by this point. Give me an intelligence roll and let me know you want to get above your intelligence. <laughs> be smart. No, be dumb. Oh yeah, no, she wants to be dumb. She wants to get more, you know, higher than her intelligence. Yeah, I tried, and that's when it decided that it was going to roll appropriately, and I got a 56 under my 60. Okay. So close. I roll so good when we play Agent's Dossier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that show you're doing great in. So you take four points. Cool. And, yeah, you're seeing people's actual souls. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking I was seeing. Yeah, it's their actual souls. 
that's exciting. By exciting, I mean horrible. Thank you. I hate it. <laughs> Ethel, why are you staring at everyone like that? Also, why were you outside? It smells terrible. I was investigating something and... Uh, are you a secret botanist? Yes, I am a secret botanist. You have uncovered my true identity. Thank you. I was so tired of living the lie. I think you're living a lie now. Did you hear the news? Yes, I did. And uh, my congratulations to you. Something wrong? Um, not approve. You don't seem... No, I, I... Please excuse me. I feel unwell today. What's wrong? I'm currently seeing something that nobody else can see, which is usually about my usual state of being. So we might as well just proceed, and I'll keep you apprised if anything changes. No, no, no. I want to know what it is. What are you seeing? Thank you. Glowing lights. Glowing lights attached to... Everybody in this room. So we're like cast- a halo. Like a life force. Like a curse? Like No, I I don't think and I, maybe I'll be able to better ascertain it when we're in London around other people. Where's mine and how does it look? Uh she just like slowly turns in a circle. Hers looks pretty bright as well. Whatever it is, is above your head, and it is burning very bright, which I hope is a good sign. Uh, You don't seem sure. And she just sort of, like, ducks a little, like... (laughs) It follows her head and kind of goes a little aside. (laughs) My dear doctor, with the things that I have seen and the things that I have talked to, I am not sure of anything. That's quite a brilliant take please let me know if there's anything I can do for you I appreciate it I'm hoping this isn't cast a dark cloud over the the ceremony no it's super bright that wasn't a really fun joke why is everyone making inappropriate jokes today first uh, better than you it's uh, joie de vivre I think we are all very grateful to be alive and that has made us a bit unfettered from propriety i apologize sure it's all right i'd rather the joviality than i guess sadness (laughs) i don't know the other thing ethel that you start to realize because you've been so focused on the lights is that the itching on your back has also gotten worse cool that doesn't sound good wes (laughs) Cool. cool cool does she scratch it in front of the doctor well, she can't get to it because she has 85 pounds of clothes on. So. Yeah, but, like, you could just jam a little stick in there. You could. She's like, she's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Ethel is working to contain it for right now. Yeah, you can feel it's it's on a larger portion of your back than it was. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying really hard not to ruin Alize's day and maybe wait until at least the next day to tell everybody that shit's probably bad even though you're american that's very english of you <laughs> so nice of you yeah well i've been living in this country long enough yes <laughs> it's rubbed off i was thinking about uh meaning of life where they make the lieutenant a cake for his birthday during world war one and they're like you know how hard it is to melt butter in freezing weather 
because <laughs> he doesn't want to like you know so like that's very good now put it down because people are getting shot anyway <laughs> so you guys head back to london it takes about 45 minutes for you guys to get there and the entire city has changed pretty drastically it's odd because there was a lot of trees and plants and everything growing and the air quality had actually gotten better but it was disconcerting and now the air has changed kind of back to the industrial revolution blanket that has been there for so long hooray rickets you also don't see anybody with masks you do see masks on the ground like they just kind of fell off and people just left them on the ground littered about the trees seem to have gone missing they're they're no longer there have they left anything in their place is there like rotting anything or smell of decay or mushrooms yeah there is but it's not to the level that it is back where you guys did the ceremony so like your shop is with a couple of weeks of work you could probably get your shop up and running if you wanted to that kind of thing you see a lot more kids in the streets obviously a lot of them had on mice masks say that six times five i won't (laughs) (laughs) ethel you are seeing these orbs over literally everybody's heads some of them are really bright some of them are not so you're figuring that the person's overall being and health and whatever affects how bright this so the vitality vitality there yeah how the orb is looking okay you guys go and you find because there's there's only so many places that the uh, baroness is going to eat lunch so you're able to kind of track her down she's like oh uh hello it's there's a lot of you all of a sudden uh what's going on um how was the country and he goes uh it was fine mother we uh we don't want to wait to get married we we would like to to do it today and we would like uh, to talk with uh to someone down at the courts to to kind of speed things along she kind of gets this perplexed look and she goes alize is this is this what you want you don't want a large wedding with all of your f- friends there and pardon me your ladyship i've never wanted those things personally I was mostly felt obligated to ensure your happiness and feeling included in society with you. I don't want anyone to feel obligated to do anything. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Benny and I have had a very private, quiet courtship. And I think it would be fitting if we had the same in a ceremony. Well, it's, it's unusual. Neither one of us are are very flashy people. No, and I, I appreciate that. I, I, I understand. You've had a, a hard uh, a hard road from what I've been told with health and everything. And I wouldn't want um, ceremony to get in the way of love. So let me get a, uh, a few things I'll need to do to, to be able to get this going. And let's say three hours. Can you, three hours? That's rather fast, yes. That would be wonderful. If you want it today, it's already lunch. Yes, of course. So I'll send my uh, my servant out to, to get things going, and um, we'll see you in three hours. Thank you, Mum. Do you have a dress, or are you going to... 
Yes, we all picked out. Do you call? Oh, I yes. I, I remember the day I had tea with Mabel. Did you know her her house burned down? Oh, that's dread. Oh, no. Oh, dreadful. Her and her husband and her entire staff went up in flames. <gasps> oh, no. How awful. Mm. Awful. I'm so sorry for your loss. She, uh, she was, you know, she was okay. <laughs> She was all right. You weren't for either, were you? She was very um, difficult sometimes. I will say, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but she could be difficult, yes. Um, you know, there's always some reason. There's some reason to be upset, and that can be difficult. Yes, Draining, yes. Yes. Agreed. Anyway, um, get your dress. And we'll uh, we'll make this happen today, then. Glad we could see eye to eye. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Well, welcome to the family. Even though it's a quick wedding, there are things that need to get done. Probably host the party either at Ethel's or at Eugenia's because it's big enough. So there's that. There's the needing of food and liquor and all that. And you're gonna have to get dressed and do all that stuff. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure with um, Eugenia's money being restored, she's back up to a full staff. Sure. <laughs> so you know, I'll send word to Mrs. Fitch to start making arrangements for dinner for however many our party is, okay. and you know, the whole nine yards. Doctor Powell. Now that you're back and you've got a few hours till you have to meet up with the rest of them, mm-hmm. do you want to check in on Martin? Yeah, I think she was very distracted the whole time while uh, everyone was talking. Just, okay, I'm going to. Can we go back to your estate now, please? <laughs> <laughs> you go back and Martin has gotten his self together and is looking like he's about to leave soon and he goes uh, oh dear how how are you I'm I didn't know where you had I mean I knew you went to the country but I didn't know when you would be back I think she kind of just ignores the emotional component and is just checking him out at first just like how does he look is he okay he looks distraught like he's been emotionally through a lot and mm-hmm. kind of worn down a little bit but so. like any like lasting wounds like the last time she saw him he was like bloody fingered and vapid you've wrapped his fingers up pretty well but it's going to take a lot for his fingers to heal up and he's got rope burns on his hands he seems like he's been deeply affected by it because usually he's very passionate with you, but now he seems like he's he's distant because he's emotionally just kind of been hit hard. Yeah. Uh, she definitely hugs him and just, we took care of it as far as I understand. Oh, good. I'm so sorry that... Why, why, why are you apologizing? I, I don't know why it came over to me to write so much. I just felt this compulsion and... I'm worried that now I don't want to write anymore. I don't I don't know what I want to do. It took a lot out of me. You don't have to decide now, and you don't have to be anything now. You don't have to feel normal. Just be. Would, would you stay with me if I wasn't a poet? Of course. 
I love you, not the things that you create. No, I like the things that you create, obviously. Yes. I, yes. I understand. You don't. Okay. <laughs> wasn't. I'm wasn't so happy. Hurt. Okay. And then she's, I think she starts crying and like mumbling a bunch of like nonsense things and just sort of cries into his shoulder. Okay. He goes, I think I'd like to go back to our flat. This, this place is uh, nice, but I want to be home. Let's, let's go. All right. Uh, is everyone at Eugenia's house right now? I believe so, because that's where everybody's kind of getting everything ready. So nice. As we go downstairs, I want to mm-hmm. like make eye contact with, uh, with Ethel and snap and point over Martin's head when he's not looking. What do I see? You see, instead of a ball, you see a bunch of symbols like triangles and squares and octagons all going into each other and they're all very bright colors and they're they're kind of just all jumbled together it's it's really strange it doesn't look like anyone else's i kind of shake my head a little at her and shrug yeah she looks uh markedly more concerned now it seems chaotic i will say that it seems chaotic her like entire expression kind of goes like glazes over and goes very cold and she escorts him out all right so to the actual wedding does anybody want to do anything else uh yeah dr powell is going to send a note along with her regrets i see how it is (laughs) (laughs) it's specifically addressed to alizé and just says i don't begrudge you your happiness but I fear that I am losing mine and that I may have suffered a mortal wound in having dealt with this with all of you. Oh, shoot. That's an ominous note that I'm not going to take very well before my wedding. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Happy wedding. (laughs) Okay, so you head back and you send that note back. Okay. Did anyone speak with Dr. Powell before she left? Uh... We exchanged a couple of glances, but nothing was discussed. She says that she's been dealt some sort of mortal wound. I'm very concerned. I hope that this is not because of what I saw. I wasn't able to communicate it to her at the time. What did you see? Over Martin's head, there was symbols of some sort. It was chaotic, and they were flowing into each other, unlike anything else that I've seen so far. What do you mean, flowing into each other? They weren't staying stationary, they were morphing? It was moving, and it's very hard to describe. That sounds terrifying. I really do hope that I'm doing the right thing today. So many signs have occurred that feel antithetical to the day. I'm trying very hard to celebrate, but I'm very torn. One of us, many of us, uh, deserves some sort of happiness, and you definitely do. So you should continue on with this, and I, I think it is a bright spot in what has been a pretty dark time. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. I agree so very much with Ethel. I think today is a day for celebration. 
We'll deal with whatever comes tomorrow, tomorrow. Hopefully it doesn't come tonight. (laughs) 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 Oh... But something else will. (laughs) Everyone was thinking. Somebody somebody had to say it. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Lady, I would never think such things. (laughs) (laughs) So after a whirlwind three or four hours, you guys find yourselves in front of a magistrate. And it's amazing what a baroness with a goal can do and has all the paper paperwork and everything else and you guys get together and fill out the paperwork and surrounded by your friends you go through the vows and finally they say kiss the bride and Benny gives you a kiss and you're married I don't feel any different inside strange <laughs> this is my musical episode <laughs> It's a monologue from my brain. I do not feel different. I still love Benny, but now I have doubts that I've done this thing. Oh, shit. (gasps) Did I say oh, shit out loud? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I love you, Benny. I'm so happy. Uh, uh, I love you, too. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good to finally be here. It's been a long time coming. Yes, yes it has. I do appreciate your patience. I I appreciate you. I really do. Now let's uh, let's go have a party and and start our life. Let's do it. Okay. So you guys head back to the house and you have a party as ripping a party as a duchess uh, will allow. Um, exactly. there, might, there might actually be brandy. Yes, brandy, maybe. Ooh. I had five glasses of sherry already. <laughs> Just blaming us the servant. <laughs> the servants have gotten into the sherry. Ah. So, Ethel, during the night, you're seeing everybody's orb above their head glowing yeah. with a lot of fire. But you also notice that the general's doesn't seem as bright as it should. She's not really sure what to do with that information just yet, but she feels like of all the times to bring it up, this is not it. Okay. So after the night's done, you return to your house, right? No. You're going to stay there. Oh yeah. Cause you're evil in right now. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure I can go back to my, house at this point after everything is done you're still feeling that itch on the on your back Mm -hmm. do you want to check it out at this point now that the wedding's done and everyone's kind of Benny has swept Alizé away to a honeymoon night somewhere I mean once the night winds down you know and she's back in the room because I'm sure Eugenia would be letting her stay another evening right of course uh yeah she would definitely look in the mirror to see what the hell is going on so the patch has grown from about the center of your back towards the side of your torso 
and a bit down. It looks like it's covering a much larger area at this point. And there is these vascular veins popped up red through it all. Can I have a sand check? Yep. And it's against current sand, right? Right. Yep. Let's see how that goes. Oh, I actually made it. I got a 31. Awesome. Miracles happen every day. It was a blessed wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> so you you take a you take a point um, of sand, but it is concerning you how fast it's growing. Doctor Powell did mention removing it. Yeah, I was actually going to reach out to Doctor Powell. I don't know that it's been confirmed that we know where she lives, so. Uh, I would have put it on my, uh, I don't know, like maybe my stationery, my private stationery has an address. I'm going to say you guys, she's a doctor, so she's easily found because sometimes you need to find a doctor. It's, you know, they do house calls all the time. Do you want to just go over to her place? Yeah. Or, okay. That's what I would do. Do you mention anything to Eugenia about the general? I'm going to wait until the morning or, you know, the next day probably to mention it to her. So you go over and Eugenia, the night is done. The general looks tired. He looks worn down. He doesn't seem to be moving all that quick. We'll get right back to you. Dr. Powell, you've just gotten Martin to kind of relax and lay down. He's fallen asleep. And you hear a, a soft knock at the door. She's going to, like, put on her robe. I think she's, like, in that half state of dress where, like, the overdress stuff is on, but, like, hasn't really, like, completely wound down yet. So she just throws a big robe on over it and goes and answers the door. Oh. Uh, I am sorry to call on you on such a late hour, but it is important. Come in. Of course. I'm sorry. I couldn't be there. Are you okay? The spot has spread considerably. Okay. Uh, are you feeling any discomfort? It itches something fierce. Okay. And she kind of keeps, like, looking over at Martin and, like... He's out. <laughs> yeah. Like, she actually like, visibly relaxes when she sees that he's, like, completely asleep. Yeah. She does not want to put him through any more of this, even, like, by proxy. Yeah, no. And yeah, no. she's like dealing like she's ushered you to like the far end of the loft, like opposite sure the like bed area. Okay. Uh if you would like to and she kind of like draws a little like privacy shade around you, uh around the two of you uh two of us and like Takes bring, a look. drags over some lamps. Yeah, and it's gonna give it a look. Yeah. It's growing pretty quickly and these veins are kind of bulging out and they're red you are concerned because you just looked at this literally like a day and a half ago yeah and it it was like the size of a silver dollar and now it has like tripled in size it's it's much bigger yeah it's so like teacup amount a little bit bigger like coffee mug amount so yeah about there okay and it's it's going towards her side towards towards her torso and she's now, instead of one vein, she's got that one vein and then two veins sprouting out from it. I think she's going <laughs> to, she's going to apply like a topical analgesic in order to like numb it so it itches less. 
But then also, uh, she wants to pierce one of those veins just to double check that blood comes out. Who knows? Okay, now do you want to do this here or do you want to go to a place that's a little bit not your apartment? She doesn't have like personal, like she doesn't have a private office. You could take her to Graves' place. Ugh. No, that's just, that place is disgusting. She will catch something terrible and die. I keep this immaculate and I don't want Martin out of my sight for the foreseeable future. <laughs> When you pierce this vein, is she laying on the floor? Like, what's uh, what's the setup? Dr. Powell is sitting in a chair, like, examining with, like, a glass, looking glass. And uh, you're just standing with, like, your back exposed to her. And she's just going to, like, prick it. Yeah, just real quick, just to see what's going on. All right. So when she pricks this vein, this dark purple, like, thick, almost pussy substance oozes out like it popped and then (laughs) Terry and and the vein deflates a little bit. Yeah. It deflates. So there's whatever the substance is in that vein, when you let it out, it actually goes down. It is not part, you can tell right away, of her actual body. This isn't a vein that was there that has been changed. Inflamed, yeah. It is a different set of vascularity. It is a different set of of veins that is growing into her. Yep. Uh, With that in mind, did the numbing work? Did she flinch when I did that? It hurt, but not that bad. Okay. to her. So your guess is it's growing towards her side and towards her spine. Your best guess is that it has not attached itself to her nervous system yet. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> how are you feeling constitutionally? Because I want this off of you now. I have been through so much. Do what you need to do. Okay. And uh, she's going to get up and grab like tons of gauze and like some freshly boiled towels and like as much clean equipment as she has and, and just a full, full ass bottle of whiskey and in her hand. Like (laughs) this is for you. One shot for me. Here's a wooden spoon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, not my spoon. I need it for cooking. (laughs) Ethel definitely takes a couple shots of whiskey before this gets going. This is going to take a while. And I think she has one of those like, I don't know. I choose to believe that she's got a cool stool where you can like kneel on it. So Uh she's kneeling with her back. And yeah, we're just going to start peeling that shit back. Like first she pops the veins, then she scrapes the scaling. Let's go. (laughs) I am here for this medical stuff. I can be more specific if you want. So we're going to get the little tweezers and we're going to start pulling back the scaling skin and clearing the skin underneath until we get to like fresh, healthy, ethyl flesh underneath and just scoring it and digging it up yeah. let's get go. into the ethyl flesh yeah. yeah we gotta get back to ethyl flesh <laughs> yeah let's, let's so right i wanted to there. be a doctor as a child and then when uh-huh. i fainted at the side of my own blood um at around oh, 11 no. years old oh. i decided it was probably a bad idea I, oh. I, I was on an episode of ER 800 years ago and I, I don't think i actually watched it because <laughs> I can't actually handle any type of medical shit. So this is like literally 
the worst, oh. but I'm, I'm here for it and I love you. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was bio pre-med for long enough to know, like, to be oh, very I hear specific it. with the muscle memory that's happening. I hear right it. Now. Like, I couldn't even do, like, for my voice and speech class in college for acting, like, when they did the anatomy, like, of, like, the larynx and, like, all the. I was like, oh, I can't hear about stuff inside the body. Don't show me pictures. I don't want to know how it works. It's all magic. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> okay. Do you drain the vascularity first or? First, we pop the veins. Then we pull back the scaling. And then we are going to dig in and like follow all of that vascularity as far as it goes and like dig it out and cauterize on the way out. What's your surgery percentage? Oh, do I actually have a as a skill? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm that? wondering. Or is it just medicine? It's just medicine. What's your percentage? 70. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to roll it for you mm -hmm. and not tell you what the results are. I do have a question before we yes. do that though. Uh, yeah. There's supposed to be a mechanic of like check stuff off and then it goes up. Mm -hmm. Have you checked off before? I've checked off twice. Okay. So what we need to do real quick before we do this roll so that it's, it's all legit. You need to roll against that 70. You want to get above the 70. If you get above the 70, you get uh, to increase the amount. Okay, so, didn't the first time, did not the second right. time. Okay, so it stays where it's at. It, okay, the cool. higher they get, the harder it is. Yeah, respect. All right, so you start poking at veins and doing all this stuff, okay? I want to do this for real. I'm, like, very into it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing surgery on Ethel, Eugenia. You are walking up the stairs with Robert, and he drops to one knee and starts grabbing his chest and has this really bad pained look on his face. And that's where we're going to stop it. No! Oh, brutal. So. Thanks for the gut punch, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> he doesn't know how else to do it. You know, like, yep, that's like it. Respect. <sighs> <sighs> I always feel bad because it's like a horror show, but then you guys, I get so much guff <laughs> from the looks and everything. It's like, <laughs> I feel bad that I'm doing you should. a horror game thing. Wes, you should feel very, very bad. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Yeah, you should feel. So mm -hmm. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is everybody doing? We'll start with Michelle. Crying into my pillow tonight, but... Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> Pretend husband, he's going to be okay. <laughs> I hope so. Um, no, what I'm doing in real life, um, I am on a stream every Saturday. You can find me on It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel uh, Saturday mornings for Return to the Spider-Verse. Um, I'm there with the lovely Abria, and we're there at 10 to 12 on Saturday mornings. Um, you can find me on the socials at Mishulu, that's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also get my music through Plate Mail Games at Drive Through RPG or Battle Bards. Hi, I'm Abria Iyengar, and you can catch me on social media at Quiddie, Q U I D D I E. I stream all over the place, and in addition to Return of the Spider Verse on Saturday mornings, uh, you can catch me on Tuesday nights uh, leading the lovely Terry and some other fun friends through uh, Pirates of Salt Bay, which is a homebrew DD 5th edition game over on Saving Throw Show at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, 
other than that, you can catch me on Wednesdays over at Scabby Rooster's Twitch channel for Endymion's Gate, which is a really cool sci-fi game in the, in the Hill Folk system. Uh, all the VODs are actually over on Becca Scott's Good Time Society YouTube channel, so you can catch up with all of them there. Uh, that's super good and fun. Other than that check out my socials because I am starting up a campaign through Roll20 on uh, D&D's channel, which we're going to be playing through Lost Minds of Fandelver, I think on Mondays at 4 Pacific. I just said that number. No, I think it's one. I'll be clear later. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know what I'm doing. That's a lot. And uh, (laughs) yeah, and just check out my socials because I don't know how to keep up with my life. But it's good and fun. Oh, hi there. Um, I'm not as busy as Bria, but I'm happy to watch. You can find me at the Terry Gamble on the internet at terrygamble.com, um, at the Terry Gamble on all the social medias. Best way to keep up is probably that way as well, too. Um, like Bria said, every Tuesday night, you can find me at the Pirates of Salt Bay, um, pirating away on Mondays. You can find me at Horror Movie Survival Guide, the weekly podcast that comes out every Monday. Um, unless you're a Patreon and comes out a little earlier, usually, too um uh, for you um every week new adventures so check that out hey guys i'm mac Beauvais, and when i'm not undergoing emergency random surgeries in this game i can be found online as at strange like that that's the twitter the instagrams and the facebooks you can also find me at strange like that.com where i have links to my shop and tarot readings and fun stuff like that you can also find me every monday over at happy jacks where i am playing either things from the flood or the great American witch. So tune in. My name is Wes Otis. You can find all of the sound effects you hear on uh, Battle Bards and uh, Drive Through RPG. Uh, you can use them in your game. You can also find 12 sided stories, the number 12, then sided stories on both Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And then our website is the full 12 side stories, no spaces, no nothing uh, spelled out. Um, you can also, if you want to help the show, uh, give us a shout out or leave us a review on one of the platforms you listen to or find us on uh, Patreon and join up. We have a show over there called Agents Dossier, which is just for the Patreon um, and we do a ton of just really cool Patreon stuff. We also have a Twitch channel coming up soon. Uh, you can find it now. Um, it is uh, 12 sided stories, all one word at TV dot. I think it's at dot TV or dot Twitch. Um, but we're on there. So take a look and, um, we will be doing shows, uh, soon there as well. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for joining us. It's always just a lot of fun and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.